Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning to you all, and welcome to the second half hour. We certainly enjoy you joining us this morning, and glad that you are. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. Christian Jaskulski is on the boards today. And uh, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., so we are live. We are unrehearsed, as you can always tell. And you can always join in the conversation with questions, comments, fishing reports, hunting reports, whatever you got. If you want to brag about a Big fish you caught, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. And right now, live in the studio is Mr. Al Shook. Good morning, Al. Good morning, gentlemen. Now, How are we just, doing today? Just to remind everybody, you're uh, the Waukesha uh, Conservation Congress delegate. <laughs> what do you say you that? You want the spiel? Yeah, uh, what are you? <laughs> I'm the chairman for the Waukesha County Conservation uh, the Congress delegation, you got me all messed up. <laughs> and I'm Sorry. also I'm also the vice chair for the Congress itself. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, you you were going to bring somebody with you today, Scott uh, Lomans yeah. from the DNR. but I, I hope he didn't get lost, but yeah. he said he was going to meet me in the parking lot before 7 <laughs> I'm sure. So. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's on his way, and hopefully we can uh, talk about some all things fishing and wildlife. Uh, guys, I do want to share with you guys, uh, I got an email today from Tom Kep, and uh, he's the, uh, in charge of the uh, Pewaukee Lake Sanitary District, as well as the founder and president of the Pewaukee chapter of uh, Walleyes uh, for Tomorrow. And uh, get this, Tom, uh, he's going to be doing a presentation um, at the Wisconsin Lakes uh, something conservation or committee in Stevens Point um, coming up soon. And it's, he's gonna, it, the title of his presentation is going to be Pewaukee Success Story, Working with Others, Working with Many, and Making a Difference. Now, Tom has been instrumental in getting this thing going. Yeah, And uh, exactly. he's done a great job. They've done fish cribs. They've got the uh, annual... Uh, uh, spring netting out there, the mm -hmm. walleye wagon. Uh, this year, however, the DNR is actually out there, and they've got their nets out, mm -hmm. and they're doing fish surveys. And right now, from the reports that I got, they're averaging about 100 walleyes a pull. Uh, on the 4th, they actually got 150 walleyes and 15 muskies. 
Uh, and um, I b- do believe that if people want to either volunteer, now in the past when just the Wildlife for Tomorrow group was doing it, they did have volunteers going out there on Rocky Point and helping. Uh, but if you'd like to perhaps observe, you could contact the Pewaukee chapter of Wildlife for Tomorrow, talk to Tom, a couple other different guys out there, and uh, go out and see what, what they bring in. It's quite interesting. But they've done a lot. They've added fish cribs, and now they're talking about rock reefs out there. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to Tom and the chapter. Hopefully we'll be getting some big walleyes down the road. They they have done a tremendous job out there. They're just fantastic. The number of walleyes being caught the last two years, and they're getting bigger and bigger, you know. I mean, guys were catching ice fishing a lot of 15, 16, 17 inches. You know, I mean, uh, this summer, uh, according to DNR and Walleyes for Tomorrow, there should be a number of legal ones. But by the end of summer... There should be quite a few over that 18-inch size limit, you know. Well, I and now a, next year is going to be awesome. For the first time in like 15 years, I caught a uh, 25-incher out there mm-hmm. trolling for uh, right. muskies. And and fishing off Back the, in July. You know, just fishing off the dock by Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Uh, I even caught a couple of little 8-inchers, you know, which I've never done that in the past. Ever, 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 you know. So they're, they're there. There's a lot around, and they're doing well. Yeah, so... Guess who just walked into the studio? I'm going to read this properly. No, get ready, guess. get ready for Tom to mess your name up <laughs> about 18 times. No, no. Is it it's Scott? Is it Loman? Lumens. Lumens. It's Jeez. Scott Lumens. I he's, was correct. Tom. Yeah, he's the fisheries program and policy analyst uh, for the Division of Fish and Wildlife and Parks. Boy, that's Wisconsin all, that's a lot to say. It is. Actually, there's more to it. I just got a, yeah? took a new job about two weeks ago, so I was. But now I'm the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Advisor to the Secretary. To the Secretary. Oh, wow. Our oh. new Secretary. Sick. Right. Yeah. Secretary Dan Meyer. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. So you got a little pull with him? I might. You talk I to might. him once so, in a while? I, I do talk Can to him. Can you do me a favor, well, I, Yeah, Scott? you work with him, Tom. Uh, of course go. you talk to him. Don't. Don't stop. <laughs> Tom's going to bring out his wish list. He's going to go. First thing, it's going to be the walleye yeah. limit. No, oh, no, no, it's going to no, be the pike on no, Big Mosquito. No, North no, Lake. No, what's no, it? North no. Lake launch. That's <laughs> it. Here we go. If you Bingo. got a little pull, ask him to please do what Kathy, what Kathy Step could not do and get the North Lake launch. We own. We have the. We have yes. the property. You know, hey. we own the property. Now we just have to build a launch. Hey, can you slow down, big fella? Mm-hmm. So what's your background, <laughs> yeah. Scott? Can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? And <laughs> Jesus, okay. he's okay. like a kid at Christmas. He's going straight to the presents. <laughs> it's not even Christmas Day yet. I have heard of the North Lake launch, but I've been here for two okay. weeks, so I'm going to use that as Have you heard about this show? <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Oh, so then, mm-hmm. so you're used to what we're doing right now, <laughs> Yeah. Huh? Yep. Okay. So, that's yeah, that's good. Us, tell it's us good. about yourself. Okay. good. Well, I was the wildlife management bureau rule writer for quite some time and i worked in the wildlife bureau earlier in the 90s too and i switched over to fisheries a little more than a year ago just to switch it up talk about fish instead of deer and then this opportunity came along so i i moved along but i'm still working on our spring hearing stuff this year and right that may be why al invited me yeah so, yeah. so i want to ask um working for the dnr you know a lot of people who like hunting and fishing think, oh, yeah, I'd like to go to Stevens Point, go to work for the DNR. From what I understand, you went to Stevens Point. But uh, what is your background as far as hunting and fishing yourself? Are you really into it? I'm really into it, and that's what got me into it. A lot of my coworkers are as well. So, it, it you know, it's a nice way to, to enjoy both what you're doing at work and then uh, it's just a 
another part of your life. What's mm-hmm. your favorite species to fish for then? What are you into? Mm, it's very seasonal. All I, of them? You're yeah, kind of like, I, yeah, so you're I, not just like a musky schmo or a no, walleye guy or no. a bass guy. You're like so everything. Start walleyes in the spring, <laughs> trout and bluegills, and then summer can yeah. be muskies and northerns. Right. And so, do you hunt too? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the only thing that gets my mind off of fishing is the fall hunting season. Mm-hmm. So I like yeah, ducks it's, and pheasants. It's rough when you got you're stressed out and you got to get your mind off of fishing, so you go hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a rough thing, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty tough. Pretty right. Tough. So now, go oh, ahead. You wanted uh, now you wanted to talk about the spring fishing game hearings that's going to take place uh, Monday, right? Monday night. Yeah. that's right. Monday. Uh, and for those that are going to be attending in Waukesha County, the site has been moved. We're now going to be at Waukesha West High School instead of WCTC. Okay. We've been at uh, WCTC uh, for quite so many years, but uh, they decided a change in venue would be fine. Where so, is Waukesha West? It's on Salesville Road or Highway X just southwest of Waukesha, Highway 59 and X, way okay. out on the edge of town. Okay. And uh, it's it's a part of town that wasn't a t- in the city about mm-hmm. 15 years ago. The western so. part of Waukesha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before so. they call it Waukesha West. Yep. That's what it was. Don't don't look at the, the compass and try and figure it out because you'll get lost. <laughs> well, <laughs> nowadays everybody just punches it into their GPS. There's yes. no such thing except, as... Except me and Danny. Following a map. <laughs> no. We're, you know, we're part like Native American. We look at moss on the north side of trees... Yeah, which we found out long Navigate time ago. Navigate by the stars yeah. and, yeah. Which I found out long time ago, Scott, when I got lost in a swamp, that moss grows all the way around the trees. <laughs> it does. Sure does. That'll screw you up. Hey, uh, you gave me something here, which maybe I can announce real quick here. Uh, you guys have, what, 34th Annual Free Spring Fishing Clinics for Kids, Saturday, April 14th. 2018 from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Looks like it's at most Milwaukee County parks and Washington County at uh, one part, Regner Park, I guess. And in Waukesha County, Foxbrook Park and Muskego Park. So if you want more information about that, uh, 414-382-7923. And uh, you can call, get some information. Looks like they've got all the gear and everything provided and taught by members of local fishing clubs from like 9... 9 a.m. to, well, even past 2 o'clock. Yeah. I got a question for you, Scott. Uh, we're talking with Scott Lumens. Right. Uh, okay. Just like, uh, kind of like. One out of one. I'm going to start writing. The, the light from, uh, <laughs> from lights. You know, from, he came in first thing this morning. Lumens. He goes, is his last name Loomis or Lumens? I said it. Lumens. <laughs> so what does he do when he first announces it 15 minutes later? We got Scott Loomis coming in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it says that you're uh, uh Policy analyst, what what does that mean exactly? Well, a part of it is working on these rules, you know, okay. spring fishing game rules. Those are that's policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the legislature does policy with a big P. So I, I analyze bills that the legislature drafts. I may testify on them, may talk to the secretary, and we decide what we think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, policy can be small stuff too, just internal decisions that the department makes on how to administer programs. You know. Probably a, a good 15 years ago or so, I was uh, advocating for having an open year-round season for bass, but catch and keep the traditional. Actually, I was actually advocating to catch and keep a little later on in the se- season, kind of like how they protect the bass up in northern Wisconsin. How do you think that's going to fare this year? Both, I'll ask both of you guys. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, yeah. I think it has a chance of passing. I think it's more likely to be supported in the south than in the north, where people are, they think about those walleyes that are in spawning and muskies and, and uh, get a little more nervous about having people out there fishing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's got a chance. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me ask you, um, Wisconsin has great fishing. Okay. We, uh, we are really blessed. And even though I'm a musky guide, per se, in the summertime for a couple of months, I fish everything. Um, so what, what would you say, what is the overall vision for Wisconsin now? Is it to just make more opportunities for multiple fish species, or is it to try and, um, uh, create more trophy fish opportunities? Is there a specific species that you're favoring or I don't know. Can you comment on where, what, what's the vision? What's yes, the goal? The, the vision is to make fishing better. And so it might be a little bit of any of that in certain areas. So obviously in the in the world of muskies, we're going towards trophy opportunities. Um, harvest is not something people think about anymore. Uh, but with walleyes, you know, with this walleye initiative, uh, there are places where we're hoping to restore natural reproduction and have opportunities for harvest. Uh, and, and in some of those cases in the southeast with the 18-inch limit, it, it can be more a little bit more trophy-oriented. But it is to make it better and then... There's some of all of those aspects in there because we have fish anglers who are interested in all those different parts of it. Now, now you're kind of on top. You're right there next to the secretary. And then we go down, we've got the local biologist. Now, we've got a local biologist, Ben Heisner, and he's been instrumental in working. He's done a great job working with the Walleyes for Tomorrow chapter, Pewaukee. He attends the meetings. They talk about size limits. He's open for discussion, and they did go ahead and make a size limit change. Um, they even, a Walleyes Pike as well on Pewaukee. Mm-hmm. So are the local biologists, uh, is there kind of a mandate maybe where they are going to be working more with the general public on a local basis? Yes, we hope that those local biologists, along with folks like Al Shook here, are driving decisions like size limits, bag limits, driving a lot of those. Because I know we, the spring hearings is a great way to get things done, but I, my, I think working with your local biologist mm-hmm. is important, too. That's the way to do it. He's got the survey data. Yeah, we got to go to a quick break right now, but I just want to let everybody know we're talking with Al Shook from the Wisconsin Conservation Congress and Scott Lumens, uh, who is, I got to keep reading that. That's a long thing. Two for Fisheries two. Program and Policy Analyst for, <laughs> policy analyst for the DNR. And we're, we're going to be right back. Now, if you've got any questions or comments, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250 is the phone number. You are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. To the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, and this Do You Believe in Love sappy stuff over there was not my pick on bumper music. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Huey Lewis in the with news. my new girlfriend from New Orleans. So <laughs> Come on let's now. Let's just move right on here. To You're going to stay fair with me to see him? Fishing. Huh? You're going to stay fair to see me with him? Uh, that would be a no. Why not, man? No, no I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go fishing. Yeah, we're talking with Al Shook and Scott Lomans from the DNR. And uh, you had some more questions, Bushy. You were just getting yeah. into some stuff there. Yeah, I was getting into some stuff. So 
as far as um, for the state right now, um, are there any new initiatives, any directions that you might be going that that might be that we don't know about yet that that you can share with us? Well, we've got one, maybe a, a private public a partnership with to raise steelhead for Lake Michigan. Oh, so we're okay. hoping to increase our steelhead output by I forget the number. It's at least fifty thousand. Uh, using some help in the private aquaculture industry. And we also have a Kettle Moraine State Fish Hatchery that we are working on on improving. Uh, it'll be a major renovation, actually, and, and hopefully if we can get that done and with that private-public partnership, we can keep Lake Michigan in fish for a lot of years to come. As far as the, for steelhead now, I know there's different strains. Is there a particular strain that we're going to favor now? I know they run at different times of the year. Yep. Well, we currently we still have the Ganaraska and the Chambers Creek, and we are we're going to hoping for a return of the Scamania strain steelhead as well, which people have just loved in the past. We haven't been able to get them for a while, uh, but but we do have access again, I believe, through Indiana. The Scamania are the ones that fight crazy like and jump and go nuts, <laughs> right? Yes, they yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, come flipping out yeah. of the water. So, right. uh, you know, you talked about spring fishing game hearings on Monday. And uh, people can find a list of where where it's held in their counties uh, just by going to the WisconsinDNR.gov site. But uh, there, another question that's coming up, I, I'm wondering if this is going to rile a number of people up uh, who fish Winnebago. They're talking about reducing the bag limit to three fish on Winnebago. Uh, can you tell us how that came about? Yep. We uh, have been, well, we did a creel survey, and so some new research information that shows that some years our harvest has been over that that generally held 35% um, sustainability rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so reducing the bag limit by two fish, which should bring us, make, keep us safe most years. Now, that is a big change in one of the one of our biggest fisheries in the whole state. So that's why it's on the questionnaire as an advisory question this year to see what people think, see if we can garner some support for that. We are working on our Lake Winnebago walleye management plan as well, so we're doing both in concert. And if the public agrees, if they want to go that route, it looks like we will. But if the public is is not in favor, you know, then it, it may very well not happen. We may stay at five. And that, what what about a slot limit on Winnebago? I have not heard our local fisheries folks talking about that up there, so I wouldn't know the background on it. So Typically in the past, also with the fisheries, uh, the former uh, Mike Staggs used to weigh heavy on all the local responses for fisheries questions. I know they're having meetings right now. They're having hearings on this this whole plan, so it's important that if you have any interest in that, you go to those meetings or go online and send send in your comments because they're all very important in making these things work out. A lot of people think, oh, it's wasted air and wasted time. It really isn't. If, if you'd had the opportunity to go to some of these meetings and, and have a chance to talk with Scott and everybody else in Madison, you'll understand that they reference all of the public feedback all of the time. Mm-hmm. It's not just what they hear around in Madison or some other place. They, they listen and they try to implement as much as they can. Because they're the customers. Yeah, last week, uh, wasn't it last week we had the guy from the DNR from up on the Winnebago Yeah, we talked system? to him. Yeah, and he said that the meetings that they've had so far were, or was it one or two or three, whatever it was? I that think they had one. They had they a couple were, hundred people. Yeah, there. it was really well attended. A lot of people there, you know. Well, so. another thing that was an incredible increase in attendance 
was just recently they did the waterfowl season hearings in the state. Uh, they go to four locations throughout the state, and the migratory biologist Taylor Finger, when he was up in Rice Lake, he was hoping for a record crowd of nine people. They were <laughs> they were very poorly attended. Yeah, they put out a Facebook. Uh, YouTube video about what was going on and what they were going to propose. And there were 35 people there and they had an incredible amount of people attend in person throughout the state. They had close to 150 people attend those four meetings. And they said that they've gotten over 12,000 hits on that YouTube video. So Mm -hmm. if you want to find out what's going on with the DNR, pay attention to their site and if they've got a YouTube going on, take a look at it. You'd be surprised at how f- how fast the DNR is moving to the social media side to get feedback. Well, yeah, that's important. Um, Go ahead. S- Scott, uh, you were talking about stocking, Scamania strain, and so forth. I, I got a question on the uh, muskies. Uh, the uh, Bay of Green Bay, they had stocked the Great Lakes strain. Then when the big VHS gear came out, they suspended stocking for a while. Now, from what I understand, they are going to be stocking again or have been. Is that correct? That is what I have heard as well, just just in the last year, that they will be, we will be stocking again. And you get those Great Lakes strain from another state, correct? Is it uh, Ohio or Indiana or something? Or, I'm trying to think. Let's see. The Scamania or Indiana, these, these might be Michigan. Michigan. Okay. So that'd be great because that's been a great success up there. Oh, yes. And there's still a bunch of big fish, but... It'd be kind of nice if we can need a crop coming. We need a crop, another crop. (laughs) Another crop coming in. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know, remind you that we're talking with Al Shook from the Wisconsin Conservation Congress and Scott Lumens, uh, who's the fisheries program and policy analyst with the DNR. If you got any questions or comments, 799-1250 is the phone number. Uh, Should we take a quick break right now? Okay, we're going to take a quick break break right now and when we come back we'll discuss more about wisconsin's policies when it comes to the fisheries division and with scott and with l and of course danny and me we'll be right back with more Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening. 799-1250 hunting, fishing report, and or question. We've got our special guest, Scott Lumens, policy uh, advisor for the Fish Wildlife Parks Division of the Wisconsin DNR, along with Al Shook, who's got too many titles for me to even get into right now. <laughs> so we will continue on, gentlemen. Now, Al, you got some news about goose hunting? Yes, the proposed season for uh, goose hunting is going to change in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, where they're proposing to eliminate the Horicon zone. Yeah. It's no longer needed. Plus, uh, the Horicon zone had 12 tags, and you no longer in the state of Wisconsin have to report your kill. Right. right. So there's no way of keeping track of who's getting what and how often. So that's a moot point. And to be honest with you, I think it was in 1995, there were close to 300,000 geese in the Horicon zone on Halloween Day. Mm-hmm. Last now year, 2 million. Well, last <laughs> year they went there and there was under 30,000. Oh, really? Oh, really? They're, they're being decoyed away by all the other 
geese throughout the state. Once oh. they come into the state from up north, they're seeing geese in every county wherever there's a you know a golf course or a cut oh, yeah. crop field. Nine so, iron works good. So they don't yeah. <laughs> so they don't have to go down to Horicon to find other geese. No. They're dispersed everywhere throughout we, the state. We hunt them in farm fields. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing that's being proposed in the south, and I've been pushing for this for a while, is a second split for the goose season. The goose season would always run for maybe two weeks after the duck hunting season closed. The goose season is 92 days. The duck season is 60 days. So, And the goose season could have a second split in it. So I had brought it up to the, the migratory biologist to ask if at the end of duck hunting, goose hunting would end. And then as you got close to Christmas, open it up again and use the rest of those days when people have off for those holidays. Mm -hmm. Because before that, it would always end on the 19th, the 20th, or the 21st of December. And then a few days later, guys had off from work and they couldn't, there was nothing to hunt. Yeah. So that's being proposed by the state. And they're also talking about a three goose bag limit throughout that's, the state. That's the real meat of the proposal. That is the big of. that is the big deal. Goose meat. And it was uh <laughs> two at a time because they wanted to protect what used to be called the Mississippi Flyway population that comes down from from uh Quebec. Yep. But now the the kill total between those migrant birds and the local birds is almost a, a 60-40 now. We're killing more local or what they call temperate geese. Right. than we are the migrants. And they don't go to Illinois anymore. There used to they be a lot of here. hunting clubs. They, they very rarely get past Janesville. And, you know, last year or the year before, Danny had a bunch of geese. He took them out to one of our sponsors, Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages yep. in McGuanago, and he had that goose breast turned into like a beef stick, only goose sticks, yeah. and they were fantastic. Oh, yeah. They were they you were know? great. You mentioned Janesville. That's where I'd go do the early goose season at a yep. farm yes. out there. And there's geese everywhere out and, there. Yeah, it's and great. You can get five a day during yeah, the first we, 15 and days. We, and we did at times. Yes. Yeah. And yes. a lot of them are young, and they're really good tasting. Mm -hmm. So as, like far, as far as early goose season, no changes to that then? Or no. what do you think? They're proposing the 1st of September through the 15th, just like always, with a five-bird bag. Okay. And uh, typically, that that's why they have the cutoff on the 15th as they start to see those migrants come in. So that's when the regular season starts uh, for the next 92 days. And we're going to get that split. The season in the southern zone, as it's proposed for duck hunting, will close Sunday, September, uh, December 2nd. It's going to be a, a statewide opener this year. Mm -hmm. And it'll all be on September 29th. The Mississippi River, the Southern Zone, and the Northern Zone all open on the same day this year. And that's the first time in 20-some-odd years that that's happening because they've always wanted to go earlier in the year up north because they do have that freeze. And one of the targets that they wanted up north were the teal. Well, now we have a seven-day teal season that starts on September 1st. And goes till September seventh, so there's multiple opportunities along with the dove that starts on September first right. for people that uh, migratory bird hunters. Now I got I'm going to ask Scott now uh, from the DNR that Scott uh, Lumens that uh, you know Wisconsinites take advantage of our state parks. We have awesome state parks in this state, and uh, 
for people who have never been to them, I mean, I recommend they try them out hardly. But anyway, is there anything new coming in with the state parks in the state, or is it status quo, or what's going on? Well, it's, it's uh, status quo. I mean, we do have great parks. Uh, um, I know we've had some changes in how we fund them in the last year or so, but I'm I'm not hearing any concerns about that inside the agency. I, I think we're looking forward to a great season there. Mm-hmm. And I know you have a hunting and fishing angle to this show, and I, I just say I, I love visiting the parks too, but they almost all of them have great fishing associated with them. So that, that's my favorite thing about them. Yeah, it, it, there's usually, you know, there, there's hiking trails, there's camping. You, I mean, there's other things available at state parks, you know, and and it's a great place for wildlife. A lot of them are on lakes or bodies of water. Uh, not all of them have boat launches, though. Not all of them. Maybe some carry-ins. Um, yeah, yeah. Is there, there one your Pike Lake? Are you thinking about? Well, is, Pike Lake is one that they've been talking about putting a boat launch out there, you know, and uh, w- which would be nice. It's a pretty good sized park out there, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of accessibility to people. Uh, but uh, the state parks, uh, you know, they they run extremely well. You know, the only thing is, uh, wasn't there a thing that I read that uh, the the the, the DNR officials in state parks cannot carry weapons now? Um, well, that's not true. We'll have conservation okay. wardens doing our, our law enforcement sure. in the state parks. Um, okay. We've gone to a model more like other states now where we don't have dedicated park rangers. Right, and, right. Yeah, and the reason for that was just the law enforcement certification you know, for essentially part-time law enforcement was very expensive and not all that efficient. So, oh, okay. so we'll, we'll still have uh, law enforcement presence on those parks, but they will be our, our regular conservation wardens. And some of our park rangers have become wardens now to mm-hmm. fill but those But you'll positions. still have the park rangers to help people out with, with whatever they need stuff, the questions answered and that. Yeah, we'll still have all yeah. of, of the staff there. They're, they just won't be the credentialed law enforcement right. ones. Right, uh, Will be actual right. conservation wardens. All right. Danny? Well, I got a request. So, like, the Peninsula State Park little building there, can you guys, like, maybe, like, insulate the bathroom so it's not so nice? Because I went there with my buddy Mark Horton, and there was a cute college girl in behind the desk. And I go in to take care of business, and I can hear every word they're saying. And I'm thinking, boy, I hope they can't hear me. And then then my buddy Mark, every time the roll is going, he's talking louder and louder to the girl. (laughs) And then when I got in the truck, he goes, dude, I could hear hear you in there talking loud. Oh, we, need, we need to soundproof that oh, bathroom. I, I think she asked for that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Cute, I think, I think Scott will be getting a letter about real that. Real cute girl, but we didn't impress her too much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And any changes, uh, anything going on with the Bay of Green Bay as far as commercial or in Lake Michigan with commercial fishing? Yes, there. Well, there is still there is a minor commercial fishing presence on all of Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. mostly focused on whitefish. And uh, yeah, we have have been. Let's see, there are some commercials who would like to expand what they're doing in the southern part of the lake, and so there's a robust discussion going on about that right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't tell you what the outcome of that will be. You'll just have mm-hmm. to come back again and let us know. We, I will. Well, we got to go to a quick break, folks. We got one more commercial break. Last segment of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. When we come back, I yeah. want to talk Pike a little bit. All right. Okay. We'll talk a little Pike. 799-1250 is the phone number. We'll be right back with more on 105.7 FM. The Fan and 1250. Oh. It's the final countdown. 
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening. Uh, we've got Al Shook and special guest uh, Scott Lumens in with us as well. Um, Scott, um, I mentioned Pike before the break, and here's my question. Um, I know they've spent a lot of money. In fact, I, I lived in Swamico up till 1989, and there was a big uh, initiative for restoring uh, spawning habitat right right down there in the Swamico area. I know the UW-Green Bay has been working a lot with it. There's probably been hundreds of thousands of dollars spent. And um, years ago, I was a member of Pike Masters and at the conservation hearing, uh, a uh, proposal for changing it from five pike any size went through, but then it got shot down by the Great Lakes Commission later. Apparently, I don't know if it's true. I heard some perch fishermen were scared they didn't want a bunch of pike eating their perch, but I'm just wondering, what are the odds of maybe getting some kind of a, a limit to protect them? Because to me, it down here, even on uh, even on little small lakes here, it's two fish, 26. Pewaukee went to one at 32, and we're seeing some big dividends. I got a 34-inch pike through the ice, and I'd really like to like to see what could happen up there because we go to Lake of the Woods and drive 600 miles to catch 40-inch pike through the ice, and I think the Bay of Green Bay has that same potential, but the pike just don't get, they're the Rodney Dangerfields. They don't seem to get the respect. Yeah. Well, I, I know statewide we are looking at some new techniques to manage pike. So you mentioned the 26-inch the size limit, and then we have a 40 on some trophy lakes. But there are some lakes where that doesn't seem to work. We've got um, abundant pike, not not great size, and uh, we, we would like to be able to thin those out, but uh, we, of course we can't recruit any into the upper 30-inch range with that regulation either. So it, it may be time to go to a slot limit for northern pike, and that may be something that could be supported on Green Bay as well. It, it, it Thank was, you. It was interesting mm-hmm. because uh, I actually caught a pike in Manitoba on Buffalo Bay. It had a tag in it. It was 34 inches. I returned it to the Minnesota DNR, and it had been tagged in Zippo Bay, uh, a couple years earlier at size 28 inches, and the guy, the biologist wrote me a letter and he said, we got a lot of information and, and inquiries from the public saying, hey, we'd like to see more of a trophy fishery. We've Im- implemented a experimental slot regulation, two fish under 31 over 40. If it works, we might continue it. And I got that letter in 1980, 1998, <laughs> and that has, limit has stuck ever since. Yeah. So it seemed to work well, so... Yeah, yeah. It, slot limits do work. Yep, it's been proven in Canada and Minnesota, Wisconsin on certain areas in Wisconsin. And I'd like to see the DNR go to more slot limits. You know, like concerning walleyes and pike. Uh, I think it would be great. Yeah, I predict for the 2019 spring hearings, you'll see some new lakes with a new standard slot size proposal for northern pike. I don't, I don't think we know exactly what the slot will be yet, mm-hmm. but we're, we're going to figure that out probably this, for sure this summer. So it'll, it will allow harvest thin out some of the small ones, but then once they get into a certain range, then they'll be protected and available as a sport fish. And, and, and see, and, that, and that's the important thing. For years, they've had the, like the 26-inch size limit on the pike here in so- southern half of Wisconsin, which and uh, the DNR always told me, the people that I talked to, said it was to protect the spawning pike. I said, then, then why are we keeping the good spawners that are over 26? And, and, you know, I mean, why wouldn't we keep the smaller ones and protect those spawners between that, let's say, 26 and 36 inches, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, in that range, roughly, you yep. know, keep, yeah. instead of keeping those bigger fish that are spawners. Let yeah. me 
ask you, uh, we've been talking regulations. How about habitat? Uh, like I mentioned, the Bay of Green Bay, they've been working a lot in increasing the spawning habitat, mm-hmm. particularly on those ditches, uh, ditches yeah. and, and that east east shore area. And and uh, I guess that's that's been the biggest, you know, difficulty is mm-hmm. loss of spawning habitat. Um is is that a challenge basically statewide then as far as maintaining that habitat and what kind of work are you guys doing towards that? Yep, it is and we've got what we call a shallow lakes initiative and so that's a partnership between our our waterfall and our duck stamp people and our fisheries folks. And so we're working together to manage these. We realize those those marshes are of course prime waterfall habitat but they're exactly what northern pike need for spawning. Those are the those are the systems where we have good northern pike populations, and that's what it is. It, it's got funding. It's duck stamp funding. I'm I'm sure there's some fisheries funding in there too. We're certainly putting staff time into it, so that, that's the way we're headed on that. Cool. Yeah. Um, one last question too. Years ago, um, guys who fish Pewaukee Lake, which I'm you know that's where I guide out there. The guys tell me the days when they'd go out and they'd troll and they'd catch a musk, true muskie, then a tiger muskie, and then a northern pike. And and nowadays, um, there are no tiger muskies anymore. Now, from what I was told was most Midwestern states quit stocking them years ago because they don't have a chance to reproduce. And the thought was they're too easily, readily harvested. Now, that was back in the days when everybody clubbed them over the head. To my way of thinking, with catch and release as it is right now, everybody lets them go anyway. Um, why not stock some tiger muskies again? Because I think it'd be a, a great opportunity. People are excited. You you go to any any bar and sit down and have a beer and talk to some guy who got a 20-inch muskie, and they got more markings when they're young, and they go, oh, I got a tiger. People are enamored of that term tiger. Um, from what I heard there, they, they, they're cheaper to raise. I don't know if this is true, but as far as in the hatcheries, they could be fed on pellets as opposed to live minnows and blah, 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 blah. Any chance they could come back? Ooh, there's a chance, but I think we are favoring our true, our, our native strains now. You know, we're trying to, in the north, we're trying to keep the Chippewa and Wisconsin River strains and, and only use those in those watersheds. Uh, down here, we'll use different varieties of muskies that we have available, but uh, part of it is probably uh, hatchery, uh, just smooth functioning of our hatcheries, and it's it's easier to focus on certain strains and, and maybe adding, now that we're doing di- already doing different strains of true muskies, it, it, we may have space issues with adding in a, a different strain that we could only stock in the south because we probably wouldn't want to put that So now there. you, because I think from... At one time, didn't they just kind of stock whatever strain wherever? And now, now they're trying to keep a more of a pure, agreed strain. Okay, yes, yes. and that oh, makes sense. And what about the panfish? I know you're doing a lot of experiments with different size limits, bag limits, or not so much size limits, but bag limits, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, we do have a, a quite a few experimental lakes. Mostly, they're in in less fertile lakes uh, in the northern central part of the state. I don't know that there are too many of them. There are probably a few of them down mm-hmm. here. And uh, we, the the study, so we've applied them. Some people think they're complicated, so the compromise was we, we'll just do a set number of them and we'll wait and evaluate in 2021 and 2022 and see how they worked before we expand that. Right. So that's that's our plan right now. We'll see what happens. And what about the Mississippi River, too? You're trying to get in conjunction with Iowa and Minnesota. to Everybody have the same bag limits? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. The, a lot of variation between the states, and a lot of those are they're not based on recent survey data. They're almost 
historic regulations. So mm-hmm. we'd like to see if we can make things more consistent there, a little easier for the anglers and maybe manage the fishery better too. Right. And the perch fishing on the Mississippi is just awesome right now. I'm hearing about that. I haven't gotten up to check it out. But yeah, I, I mean, uh, there, there, yeah, a lot of jumbo. I mean, lots of perch and big ones. You know, it's really come back. That fishery is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Mississippi River's always been general, awesome, but yep. it's exactly. And one thing you guys don't have to worry about is really the bass fishing in this state. Our lakes are full of bass. They are, yeah. In in the north, people think they've got enough they of got them, They've got too actually. many of them. Yeah, get rid of some of them. we, we got, got too enough. many of them. Yep. You don't hear that from hunters and fishermen too much. Yeah, yep. but yep. there is. There's just a, a, an abundance of smallmouth and largemouth in the north, but and, and throughout the whole state, the largemouth bass fishery is awesome. The only change that might occur is the open season year-round, but catch and keep starting in the traditional season, you know. Yep. So it's a great fishery, and there's there's a lot of interest just from sport anglers, a little bit of harvest interest, but and of course uh, the tournament guys have a lot of fun with that too. Right, and you know you guys, we got to Danny and I got to compliment that the, the DNR does do a great job in our fishery and wildlife in this state, and you're part of that, and so is Al part of that. You know, yep. Al Shook and uh, Scott Lo- Lumens, uh, we appreciate you guys coming in. You guys do a great job. Okay, yes. thank you, and it's thank you. It's very important that. People come to those spring hearings on Monday night because the feedback that the Congress receives and the DNR receives is very important. A lot of people don't understand just how much we use that information. Yeah, that's right. And and getting good feedback from the citizens of the state always helps. Granted, it's up to your committees, the DNR committees, whether or not you know they implement anything that's voted for or against. But at least it gives them a, a ground basis to work from. But again, talking to your local biologist and in working together, yeah, we can make a lot of positive positive things happen. So thanks again for coming in, guys. That's Thank all you. I got. You're always invited, Scott. And, of course, Al, you call us regularly anyway. Yes, I do. You know thanks. you're always invited. Yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. And uh, I'd like to say hello to some of the folks that I know are listening for the first time today. Audrey is one of them. Hi, I agree. That's Blaine's aunt. <laughs> yeah, Blaine's aunt. As a matter of fact, I'm going over to Blaine's dad's house when we leave the show here. <laughs> there you all go. All right. Well, Danny, that's all I got, but I got more for next week. How about you? Das ist alles für heute. I agree. <laughs> to all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You have been listening to the Midwestern Shooters Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Talk to you all next week, my friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend? 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 